Getting triggered is not a problem. The problem is what you do when you get triggered. If what you do is to get reactive, you're just acting habitually. That is to say, you're repeating the same thing you do or say. And when you do that, you have no new thoughts, no new feelings, no new behaviors. Can you see how limiting this is? So what you need to know is that getting triggered is a message you're being sent. And most of the time, it's a message that is not accurate. So when you're not paying attention and you get triggered, you speak what I call the language of survival. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. What do you do when someone does or says something you really don't like or feel uncomfortable with? Do you just let it go? Do you sigh and think to yourself, oh, I don't like what's happening right now? Do you relax inside and maintain friendly eye contact with the other person who's doing or saying something you really dislike? Probably not. If you do what most humans do, you get triggered. You don't like what someone says or does, and before you know it, you react by attacking, defending, taking it personally, or shutting down. In this episode, I want to talk all about triggers. I want to talk about triggers because triggers have a really bad reputation. If you're a meditator or a spiritual practitioner like me, you've probably heard about letting go. Or maybe in social media, you've seen lots of quotes about being your best self. A lot of my clients believe that being their best self means being happy all the time. Or maybe you've heard teachings like turning the other cheek from Jesus of Nazareth. Or maybe you're familiar with phrases that became moral slogans, such as, when they go low, we go high, that former First Lady Michelle Obama, whom I greatly admire, mentioned in an important speech in 2016. So when you hear all these concepts and ideas, best self, go high, turn the other cheek, let it go, you may think that getting triggered is really bad, or even worse, that you are bad if you get triggered. Well, today, I'm going to invite you to consider something different about getting triggered and triggers. And that is that getting triggered is not only human, but it's actually an important internal communication device you need to get to know really well if you would like to have a world, a family, a relationship in which you can enjoy peace, connection, or love. Or if you'd like to have a community or a workspace in which there's equity, harmony, creativity, or collaboration. Teaching about triggers is one of my favorite communication topics. 
It is when we get to become really intimate with our triggers that we can find the way to free ourselves from unnecessary conflicts, unnecessary drama, and unnecessary suffering. Let's start by talking about what getting triggered is. Getting triggered is not just feeling annoyed or frustrated because there's something that someone does or says that eh, you don't like. Now, getting triggered is something that occurs very quickly and generates the immediate feeling of anger, fury, or rage. Something like being blown up within yourself. If these feelings could have a voice, they would say something like, I've had it. Enough. I can't deal with this. Go away. I'm done with you. You're too much. This is killing me. You're going to kill me. And again, it happens extremely quickly. A dear teacher, Angeles Arien, who was a cultural anthropologist, author, and educator, and who worked integrating psychology, cultural anthropology, and comparative religions, used to say that the sustainable rhythm of nature is from medium to slow. She would say, if nature were driving a car, it would drive on the slow lane or the medium lane. She talked about how when an animal is moving fast, it is to destroy, like to kill for food or to try to survive. Now, how about for us humans? For us, the organic and sustainable rhythm of our human nature is also from medium to slow. But when we get triggered, we get into that fast lane. And if you are not paying attention in that fast lane of a trigger state, your energy also has a quality of destruction. And this is not because you're bad. This is because biologically, when you are triggered, the back of your brain sends a very fast message to your body and puts you in super high alert. And if this message could be communicated with words, it would say something like, your survival is at stake. You must do something intense to keep yourself alive right now. And so this quality of destruction gets activated and you tend to either attack the other person, defend yourself so that you, your character, your reputation, your point of view is not destroyed, or you run away for dear life where you become paralyzed. So just like our non-human animal friends, when the message that you are about to get destroyed gets triggered, you fight, you take flight, or you freeze. Now, in most cases, I can assure you, the other person has absolutely no intention of killing you. In fact, the only thing that happened is that what the other person did or said was interpreted by your brain as extreme danger. And if we were to take a look at what the other person actually did or say or didn't do or didn't say, we would find simple things like not smiling back at you when you smiled at them, or asking you something such as, you forgot to get milk from the store, or expressing a criticism, or maybe not noticing your new look. Here's what I want to be really clear about. Getting triggered is not a problem. The problem 
is what you do when you get triggered. If what you do is to get reactive, you're just acting habitually. That is to say, you're repeating the same thing you do or say. And when you do that, you have no new thoughts, no new feelings, no new behaviors. Can you see how limiting this is? So what you need to know is that getting triggered is a message you're being sent. And most of the time, it's a message that is not accurate. So when you're not paying attention and you get triggered, you speak what I call the language of survival, one of my ultimate favorite things to teach about. And when you speak the language of survival, there is no chance of peace, connection, or love. Nope, no equity or harmony or creativity or collaboration. No chance, zero. Unless the other person is listening to you with great awareness and generosity and has learned to redirect that energy and is helping you regulate your nervous system so that that false alarm message overrides the you're about to get killed message. But the truth is that most people don't know how to do this. So wouldn't it be much more useful and resourceful of you to learn to understand these announcements so that when your brain sends you the high alert message, you have a checking system to discern whether you're really about to get killed or you just feel enraged that you smiled at someone and that person didn't smile back at you? Wouldn't it then be wonderful to get to know how you get triggered, how you react to your triggers, what you communicate when you are under the trigger spell, and the cost this reactive language of survival has in your life and your relationships? I hope wherever you're listening to this podcast that you are saying, yes, of course, it would be wonderful. I want to know how to do this. And before I tell you how to start getting more acquainted with your reactions when you're triggered, there are three more things we need to acknowledge about triggers. That when you react in the same way again and again, when you experience that intense feeling of anger or fear or discomfort, you lose all ability to choose. You're no longer driving and choosing lanes. Nope. You are being taken for a ride. It's a habitual fast lane ride that has become a pattern. Secondly, when you are not aware that you are in that fast lane again, you are heading towards destruction. What are you destroying? The connection with your capacity to redirect the reactive energy of the trigger. And you know what else you're destroying? You're destroying the bond of connection or the potential for connection with the other person. So if you want to create disconnection for yourself and disconnection from the other, keep doing what you're doing. And when the other does or says things that you get triggered by, speak the language of survival, get lost in your reactive patterns, and then face the impact of the crash. That is one route you can take. You know it well, and you know where it leads. And the third thing you need to acknowledge is that, yes, there's a lot of energy in those triggers. And that energy is yours. 
so you can learn to choose what you want to do with that energy. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because it could lead us to a different place. It could lead you to a place of self-respect, to the embodiment of your capacity as a mature adult, to choosing new behaviors, to being fully alive in the present moment. So see, the third thing is that there are other ways, ways that can lead to peace, love, creativity, and collaboration, which are more likely to be there when you choose to connect with yourself and the other person who did or said something you felt triggered by. As I said, this is my favorite communication topic to teach about, and so I have many tools to offer. In this podcast, I'm going to offer you three tools to work with your triggers. The first one is to cultivate awareness of your trigger patterns. How do you do this? Well, get to know your triggers. Notice the physical messages, the emotional messages, and the beliefs that are present when you get triggered. Separate the stimulus, what someone did or said, from the cause of your trigger. The actual cause of your trigger is what you unquestionably believe to be true in that moment, and that is frankly not true. And then see if you can notice that you have a choice in those moments of trigger. The second tool I'd like to offer you is to work to redirect the energy of your triggers. And to do that, you can download a five-step process I put together called Five Steps to Redirect Your Reactivity. It's completely free. You can find it at languagealchemy.com forward slash five steps. Now, if you are ready to go deeper and do the sustainable work with your triggers that is required if you want to have new feelings, new thoughts, new behaviors, new communication, then check out the six-week online course I'm teaching called Choosing True Connection. Learning to listen without losing your cool, taking it personally, or giving up who you truly are. Enrollment is open for another week. So go to languagealchemy.com forward slash enroll and you'll find the information there. To recap, in this episode, we talked about triggers. I told you that triggers is nothing to be ashamed of because getting triggered is part of being human. I also shared that triggers are an internal communication system that you need to listen to and get to know. Finally, I offered you three tools to work with your triggers. As you interact with others this week, May you know that you always have choices to communicate in the slow and medium lanes that lead to connection, peace, and collaboration. Thank you so much for listening, and a special thanks to my clients Xavier and Jojo for the work they have done to understand their triggers and communicate with greater maturity and authenticity. Next week, I will talk about whether you give up who you truly are when you want to express yourself authentically. And until then, as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary LaPoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagehockeymy.com. <laughs>